You need winners? Let the sports advisors show you how to make money. General Manager Al DeMarco, a former sports reporter and contributor on Fox Sports, MSNBC, and Comcast Sports TV, brings over 25 years of handicapping experience to the table. CEO Steve Budin, the author of Bets, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, is the man responsible for creating the sports betting industry. Together, they are the Sports Advisors, your number one source for winners. Well, the NFL season keeps chugging along, and today we're going to take a look at the last undefeated team in the league and the best team in terms of covering the spread. Hi, everyone. Al DeMarco here along with Steve Budin. And Steve, let's take a look at the surprising Dallas Cowboys and perhaps even the more surprising Chicago Bears coming off a Monday night blowout win on the road against the New England Patriots. I say the Bears win was an anomaly, and I think it's going to be proven on the field against the Dallas Cowboys on the road this Sunday. Dallas, a nine-and-a-half-point choice. Which way are you going in this one? Well, you know, Al, Dallas reminds me of that girl who walks in the room with a big pair of eyes. You know, the big eyes. Let's just say eyes for the show's sake. Uh, and she could be the smartest girl in the room, right? But we can't stop staring at her big, beautiful eyes. Well, we've all been laser focused on the Cowboys quarterback situation. Dax in, Dax out, rushes in, rushes out. You know, and, and, and all this focus should be, it's really displaced because it should be on the Dallas defense. I think it's the defense that, that, that really deserves the credit here. They've shut down everyone. In fact, only the unbeaten E Eagles uh, scored as much as 20 points against this Dallas defense. Nobody else. That's why the Cowboys won four out of five for backup quarterback Cooper Rush. That's why Dak Prescott had a successful return. And that's why Chicago can't and won't score enough points to cover this big spread. I'm going to go with Dallas here, minus the points. You know, as I always point out about these shows, we pick the games we're going to talk about, but we never discuss the games prior to recording the show, which we're doing on Wednesday morning. Well, you stole some of my thunder there, Steve, because although I'm not going to go into the girl with the eyes, uh, my, my, my whole analysis. I'm just trying to keep it clean now, you know, I, yeah. My whole analysis was subjected on the Cowboys defense because, you know, they held a pretty decent Detroit offense to three. 312 yards in that 24-6 win last week uh, at home. And really, the defense compensated for Dak Prescott struggling in his return after a five-game absence. And if you go back a week, yes, they lost at Philadelphia. But we know how good the Eagles' offense is. And in that 26-17 to loss, they held the Eagles to 268 total yards on the road. I think the other thing that goes against Chicago here is that the Bears are playing on a short week, their second straight game on the road. And again, as I said at the outset, that result was an anomaly. This is a team, the Bears, that had been averaging 15.5 points a game before putting 33 up on the board against the Patriots. And by the way, that's just a total embarrassment. If you're a uh, Patriots fan, you should just be you know, wearing a hood over your head, you know, a raincoat, just, I mean, just disappearing and not even admitting that you ever were a Patriots fan after that embarrassing performance on Monday night. I mean, Justin Fields, 55.9% passer in terms of his completion ratio this season, five touchdowns, six interceptions. He was sacked four more times by New England, a team that doesn't even have a great pass rush He's been sacked 29 times this season. 
I got to go with the Cowboys here, and I don't think there's any other way you play it. And, you know, we've often talked about you can't be scared by big numbers. You just go ahead and you lay it and you do it without hesitation, and that's one of these games. Agreed. I agree 100%. Can't let the bookie scare you off a good bet. And listen, Steve, you know, at uh, thesportsadvisors.com, let us quickly remind you right at the outset, you can get all the plays of all the handicappers absolutely free without hesitation, without any obligation, simply by using the one-day all-access pass. Yeah, what do you have to lose? You know, you get every single handicapper absolutely free. If you paid for every handicapper individually, it cost you well over $1,000. Uh, now you get to see what all the paying customers get to see. And we do that because we're confident about our product. And no other company does it. No other company can. We've been doing it for decades. And it works because customers, you know, be, you know trust us because we're willing to open up our doors and show them what's behind the kitchen. And guys, remember, you don't have to necessarily get the plays on Sunday. You can get them on Saturday. You can get them on Monday. The choice is totally yours. And depending on the day that you opt to get the free plays, there are occasions you also get a bonus day as well. So check it out over at thesportsadvisors.com, the one-day free all-access pass. Again, the only way you lose is if you don't take advantage of that absolutely free offer. Now, the next game, as I alluded to at the outset, the Eagles, the only undefeated team in the NFL, and they're coming off a bye week, which I think that makes them even more dangerous here. Another big line here, 10.5-point choice, the Eagles – against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who managed to cover the 7, 7.5-point number in a 16-10 loss at Miami on uh, Sunday night. But it's the Steelers. And they uh, managed to upset Tampa Bay a couple of weeks ago. But, hey, the Bucks certainly aren't any good either. So this is another situation, Steve, where I have absolutely no hesitation in laying the big number with Philly. Well, it's a good time to be Al DeMarco. Your Eagles, you know, they're undefeated, so life is good. And uh, the question is, will they remain undefeated after the game against Pittsburgh? Of course they will. Uh, but that prediction doesn't take much. Uh, they're double-digit favorites to win, right? But will they cover? Uh, listen, if Pittsburgh betters ask the question, what have you done for me lately? I'd say a lot, especially as a dog, 18-9-1 since 2019. And look, as their defense becomes healthier, I think their chances increase. So um, is this huge spread enough for me to bet the Steelers here? I think it is. It's not really scaring me against uh, against the Eagles. I think it's it, it, it's confirming that I think the Steelers can sneak in the back door here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus the big bulge. Okay, well, I'm going to go the other way for a couple of uh, reasons. Uh, I think that Jalen Hurts is going to have an easy time against a Steelers pass rush that's been defanged, declawed ever since they lost T.J. Watt, only 12 sacks on the season. And a secondary, a Pittsburgh secondary, that over the past three games has given up uh, a little over 307 yards on average, and that is the second worst figure in the NFL over that three-game span. Meanwhile, Kenny Pickett... You know, he's throwing the ball a lot. I mean, he put the ball up 44 times against Miami the other night, completed 32 passes. But again, three more interceptions. He's been picked off seven times in his 127 passing attempts uh, through his brief rookie season. And he's going up against a damn good Eagles secondary. 
Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Darius Slay, James Bradbury. The first two had a combined three interceptions in the Eagles' last game, and the Eagles are tied for the league lead in takeaways with 14. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, the Eagles are plus 34 points at home. The Steelers are minus 50 points in four road games. The only thing that has me hesitant about Philadelphia, and I like the Eagles here, guys, is that the Eagles have had a tendency to jump out to big leads and then in the second half be ultra conservative. I swear to God, I, I feel like Andy Reid has come back and the ghost of Andy Reid is coaching the Eagles because that was always his MO when he led Philly a decade ago. And Nick Sirianni, I don't know what the deal is because they come out, they're uber aggressive in the first half. They built these big leads. We saw it against Detroit. We saw it a couple of other times where then suddenly the cover, they're letting the other team sneak in the back door. So that is my only qualm about it. But I'll tell you one thing, Philadelphia and a teaser, that's the perfect number. That's one of those numbers I love. You know, you give me a favorite somewhere between six and 10 points, and you let me take them down in a two-team seven-point teaser. Well, ding, 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 Philadelphia qualifies. So that's also a way I would absolutely consider Philadelphia probably is a more substantial play than taking the Eagles straight up. Um, here's an interesting game. Minnesota, I don't think anybody would have guessed the Vikings – after the whole Mike Zimmer debacle, bringing in a new first-time coach, whether Kirk Cousins was finally going to play up to his potential, yada, 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 uh, would be off to a 5 and one start. And they're fresh off a bye, only a three-and-a-half-point favorite against an Arizona team that, yes, they're coming off the Thursday night win. Yes, they had DeAndre Hopkins back, and he had a big game with 10 catches. But I thought the Vikings at three-and-a-half weren't getting a lot of respect here. They're definitely not. Uh, I would argue that for good reason. Look, uh, I'm not in love with Arizona, Al, but to me, I think Minnie's a complete fake. I think they're nowhere near as good as their 5-1 and one record would indicate. Uh, gamblers know this. They're 5-10 and 10 against the number of the last 15 games at home, 3-8 and eight as a home chalk. I'm just not buying the narrative on the Vikings. I'm going to take the Cardinals here, but to me, this is much of a play against the Vikings as it is on the cards. I just think it's a big lie. I'm going with Arizona plus the points. Yeah, this is one of those games I'm going to stay away from uh, because I don't know what to make of these teams because we, we finally saw Arizona play up to its potential offensively because they're a different team with DeAndre Hopkins back. And it's why I went with Arizona last Thursday, mainly because of that. And we saw with DeAndre Hopkins back with the 10 catches over 100 yards. Well, hell, they were 8-2 and two in the games he played last year. They're 9-2 and two now straight up in the games he's played over the past two years. He opened up the offense. I still think the Cardinals have a hell of a lot of problems. They don't have much of a pass rush, uh, only 11 sacks on the season. Uh, their defense certainly gave up a hell of a lot of points last Thursday night to a so-so opponent. And this Minnesota team, I think, is going to be able to run the ball with Cook uh, right down the Cardinals' throat. And the Cardinals have shown no offensive balance. It's basically Kyler Murray doing everything for them as their ground game has been in and out. Although the backups did a good job, Benjamin and uh, company, last week. But I don't know. I, I lean toward Minnesota. That would be my hunch. But, you know, if you're betting hunches in any sport, you ain't making money. That's the bottom line. Uh, this is another one. Uh, you know, at the start of the season, I thought Seattle was going to be a joke. I thought that Geno Smith was going to be a joke. Uh, let me just say I was wrong on both counts. I have really been impressed with the way Geno Smith has played and the way this Seahawks offense has gelled here over the past month or so. 
Uh, they are at home, a three-point favorite against another team that has come out of nowhere, the New York Giants, uh, off to a 5-1 and one start after that uh, comeback win at Jacksonville last week, which, oh, my God, for betters, I don't know if uh, everybody out there saw how that game ended, but Jacksonville was knocking out the door and finished on the one-yard line, and the Giants held on for the winning cover. Yeah, uh, when is the gambling public going to catch on that these Giants are a solid football team? Six and one, like you said, coming off a huge game, another fourth quarter rally and a huge defensive stance that you alluded to at the end of that game. And listen, Al, I got to be honest, you know, I'm drinking the big blue Kool-Aid. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. And if you want to keep betting on Geno Smith, go ahead. I I just can't do it. Maybe it's the old Jet days. I don't know what it is. I just can't bring myself to bet on Geno Smith. So give me a big blue here. Getting the points to Christmas in October. Well, the problem with the Giants here, I think, is again, you have one of those classic scenarios, uh, Giants coming off the win, but second straight game on the road and now going to Pacific Northwest. That is a long, long road trip for the Giants. And yes, they are tied with the uh, Seahawks, both teams, 6-1 and one against the spread, second-best mark in the uh, NFL in terms of point spread covers. But, um, you know, I, I look at what Seattle did last week against the Chargers. You see a 37-23 final score. They were up 17-0 in the first quarter. They just jumped right down the Chargers' throat, and that was in L.A. And when they lost Penny, their top running back, a couple of weeks ago, everybody thought Seattle's Offense would collapse, but Kenneth Walker III, uh, the rookie out of Michigan State, jumped right in there. He has taken the reins of the ground game, uh, 23 for 168 yards last week against the Chargers, 265 yards in the back-to-back wins against the Cardinals and L.A., and with Geno Smith last week, again, a very efficient 20 for 27, 210 yards. He leads the NFL in terms of um, completion percentage at 73.5. And no one would have taken that bet at the beginning of the season. Uh, so I'm going to go with Seattle. They're averaging 26.1 points a game. They're playing at home. I've got them at three. I'm going to buy down the half point. Uh, I'm going to drink the Seattle Kool-Aid here and go against you and take the Seahawks. And then that brings us to the big game on the board. What everybody thought was going to be a classic game at the outset of the season, I don't think it's going to be here. You got Buffalo in the Sunday night game, a 10-and-a-half-point favorite against the struggling Packers, losers of three in a row. Yeah, I don't think this is a game that we need to get into a bunch of technicalities and and, and overanalyze. For me, Al, it's simple. If the Packers can't beat the Jets, if the Packers can't beat the Giants, if the Packers can't beat Washington, what's Buffalo going to do to them? I mean, we talked about earlier not letting the bookies scare you off of a big line. Don't let the bookies scare you off of Buffalo. They should absolutely crush this Packers team. Believe me, uh, the Packers need a lot more than just receivers. That's what you're seeing the news coverage now oh they just need a receiver they'll be fine they're not fine uh i'm laying the points here with the bills they're a two touchdown winner and you've got a packers team that there's some dissension there i know if sands are butts because you know uh, aaron Rodgers was not only driving the bus he threw his teammates under the bus this week next he'll be going on joe rogan's program seeking advice uh, how but the real problem with the packers is aaron Rodgers. You know, they're in salary cap hell because he took the money and the wide receivers took off. 
So you get what you ask for. The offensive line is in shambles. You've got no quality receivers to throw through. And that's why he's having the worst season of his career. And the other thing is, you look, you know, statistically, uh, the Packers have only scored on a little over 26 percent of their drives this season. That is the third worst figure in the NFL. And that's troubling when you realize the Bills defense have allowed their opponents to only score on 25 percent of their offensive drives, which is the second best defensive number in the league. And you got a Buffalo offense that is just coming right now uh, in third down conversions. They're completing 54 percent of their attempts this year. The league average is 39, which tells you how efficient they are. And it's really something when you consider that Josh Allen is really driving the offense because the ground game hasn't really been sustainable this year or consistent. Uh, And you've got a Packers team that's two and five against the spread tied with seven other teams. By the way, if you happen to be on Jeopardy, those other teams are the Panthers, Broncos, Jaguars, Saints, and Bucks in terms of the worst point spread record in the league. Uh, I'm with you. You have to go with Buffalo. And this number could have been 14. And I would have laid the number with the Bills. And uh, again, you know, there's another number. If you're looking for a teaser possibility, you could take Bills down to four points in a two-team seven-point uh, teaser. And they ain't losing in this game. You know, if you think the Packers and Aaron Rodgers suddenly going to pull off a miracle win or cover, not happening. Uh, quick reminder, guys, uh, you can always subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet to always be made alert of when the NFL show here that I do with Steve or the college football pregame show I do with Rick Torino is available. Just click on that little button down in the corner. And again, make sure you uh, take advantage of the one day all access pass uh, that we make available here on the sportsadvisors.com. You know, Steve, we tell everybody all the time it's unique in the business because we are the only people that have done it and we've been doing it for near 22 years and by the way i was in vegas over the weekend and um you know everyone's talking about ricky torino you know on saturday he had lsu i actually took lsu so if you could give him a big thanks for me that was a big ticket win for me and i appreciate it and yeah when you buy the all access pass you get rick torino you get everybody's plays you know and when you buy it you get it for one price we're going to give it to you for free here one time so you can see how great of a value it is and uh listen no one else does it no one else will Uh, what do you have to lose yeah, if you had bought it, the one day all access pass this past Saturday and got in Rick Torino's seventh straight Saturday college football winner. He's undefeated on Saturday. He's perfect 7-0 and unless Steve said it was LSU beating up uh, Old Miss. Uh, it would have cost you $109. And if you bought all the plays separately, it would have cost you well over $1,000. So, again, you get it for free. Check it out. The one day all access pass. Believe me, I'm going to start getting Rick Torino's plays. <laughs> and they're, down 14, they're down 14 to 3 in the first quarter. And I'm like, look, I got I jumped in on the one play he's going to lose. And I can't even get mad at him for being 6-1. and one. And then when they won, I acted like I knew it all the time. I told everybody, come on, give me a break. We knew this was going to happen. But I was sweating a little little bit yeah listen the week before he had the biggest play ever of his career his first ever 150 dime play oh it was just tennessee outright over uh, alabama as a nine-point home dog yeah no problem no no big deal whatever he says this weekend just go with it for and everybody was saying to me, steve where do you find these guys and i truth be told al found this guy so you know i just let everybody know Al gave you the credit yeah, well, I wish he'd give me some winners. So anyway, this <laughs> listen, guys, that'll do it for this week's show. We will catch you next week here for the NFL Preview Show with uh, Steve Gooden and myself. Good luck, everybody, and we'll catch you again 
on thesportsadvisors.com. 